0: As this episode goes out, it's the morning of March 21st, 2020. The number of confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Virginia rose to 114 yesterday. But there are increasingly more questions about how accurate that number is. For instance, that number does not reflect new cases in the Thomas Jefferson Health District. But this episode contains the words of state officials from a press conference on March 20th.
1: The more we can slow this down, the better the chances that our hospitals can meet the needs of every patient.
0: Another day in this long drawn out COVID 19 crisis. I'm Sean Tubbs, and this is the sixth in a series of podcasts that seeks to document the emerging response. This crisis we have is just getting started, and now more than ever, I feel the need to document what I can and try to help inform you in the meantime. It's now the weekend. A lot can change on the weekend. Think back to last weekend when businesses were still open and a lot of people weren't yet out of work. On Friday, today, yesterday, the governors of New York and Illinois both announced lockdowns that will begin over the weekend for all non-essential activity outside of the House. How much longer until that happens here in Virginia? I saw one sign of further tightening of space, but I'll get to that later on. At his daily 11 a.m. briefing on March 20th, Governor Northam reminded Virginians that the police have the authority to enforce the emergency rule that no more than 10 people should be in a business. We're hearing reports
1: of some businesses being noncompliant. Our localities have the authority to enforce the 10-person limit at restaurants, fitness centers, and theaters, and I fully expect them to use it
0: when needed. Northam thanked people who have voluntarily complied with the emergency rules. Those who don't are part of a growing problem and are not helping prevent community spread. But he also acknowledged the toll that compliance is having on mental health.
1: This virus, this pandemic, is affecting everyone's lives. It is forcing changes in people's routines, and for many people, it is affecting their jobs and their income.
0: We are doing everything that we can to help people. This is a scary and stressful time for everyone. Northam said that can make existing health conditions worse. He is particularly concerned about the potential for suicide and substance abuse problems. He gave the number for hotlines, and you can see those in the show notes. But I know
1: that this is hard on people's morale. It is very, very stressful. It is scary. We are all experiencing big unwanted changes and we don't know how long this will all last.
0: Another day, another set of numbers. By the time you hear this, these will be out of date, but in a lot of ways this podcast is an archive of things as they happen. So here they are for March 20th, and here's Norm Oliver, Virginia's Health Commissioner.
2: So, The United States as a whole now has more than 13,000 cases of uh, COVID-19 and some 196 deaths. Here in the uh, Commonwealth of Virginia, our current count is 114 cases. We have about another 35 uh, tests that will be in process during the day today, so the case count will go up. That's 10 more cases that have been uh, counted through our state lab. And there will be others that will probably be at from the private labs, LabCorp, and Quest.
0: The thing is, we've been hearing all week that the numbers would go up and that the private labs would begin reporting. Even locally, in the Thomas Jefferson Health District that includes Charlottesville and Albemarle County, of the seven confirmed cases, only one is represented in that figure of 114. At a time like this, the data being reported once a day is not enough and may not be sending enough of a message that this is serious. Let's hear some more from Norm Oliver.
2: Among the cases reported is a case in southwest Virginia, so now every region of the Commonwealth has at least one case of COVID-19. We have 19 hospitalizations from COVID-19 to date and two deaths.
0: Those numbers seem very low to me, but I'm not panicking. I want answers, but I know I have to be patient. After all, I might be infected too. But something doesn't add up yet. What does add up is the advice to stay home and take this seriously, just like we've been doing all week.
2: As far as our testing capacity goes, we have uh, more than a, um, we have ability to test more than 1,000 tests. Currently, we've got uh, new reagents. Uh, and the other day, which increased our capacity. I wanna underscore something the uh, governor said in his opening remarks. Uh, we do not have a medicine for COVID-19. We do not have a vaccine for COVID-19. The only thing we have to prevent the spread of this disease is social distancing. So we need to all do that. Thank you.
0: There will be plenty of time to keep tracking the numbers and many people are watching them vigilantly asking questions. I'm doing this podcast to capture the words as much as I can. Here's Denise Tony. She's the director of the State Lab, which is known as the Division of Consolidated Laboratory Services.
3: The State Lab since the beginning of the pan or the beginning of the outbreak has been actively training our workforce and additional individuals within our workforce to perform the tests that needs to be done um, in order to expand our capability and capacity to ramp up and perform more tests. So at the present time, I do not feel that um, staffing or laboratory personnel is a rate-limiting factor for our ability to respond to the testing that's approved by the Virginia Department of Health um, for us to, to provide support for. We do not have a backlog at the at, at this time
0: at the question period, one reporter pressed Oliver on the criteria for testing here's his response
2: so um, you asked whether or not uh, the Virginia Department of Health would consider expanding our testing criteria and whether or not we would consider on a uh, sort of random basis or, or really like pilot testing basis check out whether um, it, just to uh, get an idea of what the actual prevalence of the uh diseases in in the commonwealth uh on the first question we are actively um, uh, considering and probably will uh, put out today some new criteria around uh testing the it, it's very clear that our most vulnerable populations as we've said are the uh, elderly and um, particularly elderly uh people who are in uh nursing homes and other long term care facilities assisted living facilities and so on uh we'd always had uh, as part of our testing criteria, uh, allowing uh, for um, increased testing in, in, in those uh, facilities, but we're thinking about changing it so that it's even less restrictive, and that will probably happen today. Um, given the fact, while we're quite happy that we have more than a thousand tests, uh, that's still not enough tests for us to do uh, massive uh, screening. We have to have some criteria uh, to screen patients before testing, otherwise those cells and tests will be used up quite rapidly. Um, so we're not doing piloting, uh, pilot testing at this point.
0: Now, you might be asking, what does any of that mean? Well, I have another question for you. What will that sound like a week from now? Already out in California, there are places that are giving up on testing and just treating symptoms because there's so many patients. There's going to be a time to figure out what went wrong, but for now, there are other problems to consider. This is a financial disaster in the making, even while we wait to hear how many people are sick and how the hospitals can cope. There are also plenty of organizations and individuals who are trying to get help out to people. I'm hoping to eventually talk more about what's happening on the ground here in Charlottesville, But for now, here's Megan Healy, the Chief of Virginia's Workforce Development.
3: We know that the major concern is this health crisis, but we want to make sure that people aren't scared that they can't feed their families um, when they're at home.
0: Unemployment applications are up dramatically.
3: So as of this week, so Monday through Thursday, our total claim number was around 14,000. Yesterday alone our claims came in at 16,357. Uh we've moved uh mostly we want all online claims and applications to go through our online portal and that's at uh, www.vec.virginia.gov. We've increased server capacity uh, to speed up that website. We also have a call center and we're expanding our call centers. We've actually taken over some of the DMV call center in South Boston so we can answer calls uh, for folks that are trying to sign up for unemployment.
0: Earlier this week, Northam waived a one-week period that was required before somebody could apply for unemployment as well as requirements that job seekers have to demonstrate that they've applied for jobs. As I was watching the governor's Facebook Live address, I was struck that many people angrily kept asking him why he wasn't doing anything to help people who were suddenly out of a job. To get through this time, and to build what happens next, we're going to have to listen to each other better. Now listen.
3: If you think at all that you can get unemployment, we want everyone to apply. The rules change daily, maybe hourly, of who can get unemployment insurance. So if you are denied, we're gonna keep uh, that data. And so if the rules change from the Department of Labor, then we can also start going back and issuing folks checks.
0: On one of my breaks today, just after the press conference ended, I went outside for a walk and noticed a cherry tree in full blossom in the park that's just outside my house. In a somewhat calm moment, I made this observation. So there's hundreds of bumblebees that are trying to feast whatever they can feast on as soon as they can, because this is gonna be gone for them soon, a the meal. And it's quite remarkable to just stand here and just have a moment to just detach and just look at how marvelous the world really is when you get a moment to take a look. To be honest, that was the best part of my day, or at least one of them. In these times when we're all supposed to avoid each other and human contact, I mean, should we be much able much to go outside? That came up at the press conference, and this question asked by former NBC29 reporter Henry Graff.
1: Sure, Henry, thank you for the question. And it is a beautiful day. Uh, it is Friday, and we encourage people to get outside and and get fresh air, um, get exercise, uh, stay healthy, keep the morale up, their self-esteem. Uh, but we do encourage them to keep their distance. Again, the this, the social distancing that we've been talking about uh, for the last few weeks is just so important. What we're really trying to prevent, Henry, is is people you know in clusters, uh, especially in confined spaces. Uh, where the droplets could be shared with uh, with each other. So so I encourage people to get out, um, but to, to use the common sense and uh, really use the, the basic medical uh, practices and guidelines
0: that we've been outlined. However, limits are increasing. Distance hikers have been asked to leave the Appalachian Trail. Later in the afternoon, after my walk in the park, Albemarle and Charlottesville both announced that playgrounds would be closed, though trails and parks remain open to the public. As one friend of mine on Twitter remarked, it's very sad to see yellow caution tape that blocks off the places where children play. We keep hearing things are shifting rapidly. This is just one example. The next question is very important. A reporter, off camera, asked when an emergency order will come in. Would the National Guard be called out to enforce it? Let's hear Northam's full response.
1: Yeah, as far as... uh places of of business um... you know we we've talked a lot about essential versus non-essential and you know businesses literally that take care of individuals needs on a day-to-day basis uh, need to stay open uh... to provide their services and and again we're uh, sound kind of like a broken record here but uh, we continue to to talk about less than ten people uh... in an in an establishment uh... keeping the social distancing uh, those things will will continue until Uh, we get this under complete control and and as as we've said uh, all along the the whole purpose of all this is to flatten that curve as much as we can uh, to to slow down the the, the spread of the virus so that we don't overburden our, our capacity to take care of sick individuals at our hospitals regarding the National Guard and I I appreciate the question, and I think there has been some misinformation out there perhaps, but uh, as you know, we have declared a state of emergency uh, in Virginia, and and when we do that, um, a lot of different terms are used, but I would describe the National Guard as as being on standby right now. Uh, They've been activated, uh, which is what happens in any state of emergency, but I have not made a decision to deploy them or mobilize them.
0: What will the number of confirmed cases be when they're announced today at 11 o'clock? Can we have confidence that number means anything? As long as people continue to ignore the many, many, many warnings about the infection rate of COVID-19, the risk of the coronavirus becoming widespread will continue to grow. I'm already hearing from people who work in the medical industry that they're kind of scared. We're seeing it happen all over the place. The number of cases in New York has risen sharply, in part because tests have finally come online reporting the numbers, and every day we wait for the numbers, but we should prepare for them to climb. I'm going to cut this one short. I don't have any clips of anything that's 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 uh, funny or anything. I don't even have any music to end this one because I need to get going because I'm waiting for those numbers tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Please do send me your stories if you have any. I would like to try to get uh, some more content into this program about what people are doing out there. Uh, So far, I have been mostly focusing on um, the sound I can get from local government. Uh, I'm going to be working on something for Albemarle County over the weekend. Really do want to check in with my local governments. There is a meeting of the Greene County Board of Supervisors on Tuesday, which is uh, still going forward. Uh, They usually do live stream those. The point of all of this is just to try to document what I can from the from the lens that I've had over the past 12 years, and um, I'm Sean Tubbs, and thanks for listening. me I I have no idea if this is a cherry tree I think this is a cherry tree someone can tell me but I wanted to just document this because these bees are just flying around as fast as they can to get whatever they can this is the time for them and if I look I can see there's different species it's not just one species of bee The carpenter bees have already gotten into my house, and they woke up quick and they have already started in the old places that they're starting to, to eat up. These bees don't care if I'm here or not, and they're certainly not going to like this post. It's just amazing. Anyway...